go back and say, I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I hadn't done that. If only I'd have kept my mouth shut. Wrong choices. If I hadn't made those wrong choices. Just for fun, I'm going to read you Pastor Andrew's top ten list of ifs. Is that okay? It's okay to laugh, too. All right? There's no uh, limit on laughing. Number ten. If athletes get athlete's foot, do, you, do astronauts get mistletoe? Thank you. I know that was done. My wife said they're corny. That's okay, I'm corny. That's right. Corny, yeah, that's cute. I wish I'd have thought about that. Yes, amen. Number nine, if cats and dogs didn't have fur, would we still pet them? Strange thought, isn't it? If peanut butter cookies are made from peanut butter, then what are Girl Scout cookies made of? Think about that one. Yeah. Number seven, if swimming is good for your shape, then why do we have whales look the way they do? Why are whales so big? Number six, if you jog backwards, will you gain weight? Oh, I'm going to sit here and do this to you. Laugh, so you might as well laugh. Number five, if it's zero degrees outside today and, and it's supposed to be twice as cold tomorrow, how cold is it going to be? That's number six. Number five. That's number five. Number four. If all the world is a stage, where is the audience sitting? Thank you. Number three. I know I, I didn't say they're all funny. Number three. If work is so terrible, how come you go to get paid for doing it? Number two. If a mute swears... Does his mother wash his hands with soap? That's for you, Kendra. The number one answer, number one if, if a parsley, parsley farmer is sued, can they garnish his wages? Garnish, you know, parsley. All right, enough of that. Amen. There's a list that everybody tonight could have of the list of things that if you would have in your life. Now, when I read these, these are my family and my wife and I's ifs, okay? And you, as I read these, you can think, not too much, but you can think a little bit about your ifs in your life. You see, we have a destiny and a destination. And where we go or where we came from, or what we're doing, has a lot to do with our back in our past, if what would have happened if. So I'll begin to start with this. And you put in your own list tonight. But here's just some of my ifs from a personal perspective that will really affect everybody tonight in this house. Not that I'm important. But my list will affect everyone here and everyone that's not here, that will be here. 
in the name of Jesus for the future when this house is full. This list has to do with y'all. What if my parents had not met 76 years ago in Sanger, Texas? What if my mom would have not gotten married to my dad? What if they had not expected uh, or experienced God in their early life and got saved? What if they were unable or unable to conceive children? Thank God they did, amen? I, for me, anyway. And my sister feels the same way. What if my mom and dad didn't have a pastor in our little hometown a hundred miles from here that Kendra used to live in Olney, Texas, the capital of nowhere. What would have happened on June, June the 21st of 1950 when a baby was about to die in the hospital? Four, four kids born that day, and I was very sick. What would have happened if my mom and dad hadn't got a hold of the pastor and got a hold of the God and said, heal our dying child. What if I hadn't been raised in church and taught the word of God? What if I, what if my dad had not accepted an offer to move to Tucson, Arizona from Texas in 1963 to go to work for a restaurant called Furs Cafeterias? What if my sweetheart wife's parents back in the early 60s or late 50s had not moved from Indiana, I guess it was 50s. I'm trying to tell how old you are. To Tucson, Arizona. What if my wonderful mother-in-law had not insisted on my sweetheart applying for a job at FERS where I was working? Now, this may seem trivial, but by the time I get done with this list, it's going to make sense to you. This is personal, okay? What if my dad didn't allow me to work at a young age of 12 years old at FERS? What if I didn't see my sweetheart that day that she came in and made an application for employment? And all the time I was looking, at a distance, seeing her and going real big time. What if did I ask her for a date later on? I didn't actually ask her for a date. I was so embarrassed and so backwards. I was so shy that I actually had to have someone ask her out. And it took me three weeks to kiss her on the cheek. And she didn't know she was being kissed then. What if she would have said no when I asked her 45 years ago to get married? What if we decided not to have children? Or was unable to conceive children? 
what if we would have not had a son named Blake Anthony Andrews? What if Pastor Blake, as a teenager, had not ran to the altar, as he said many times, under Chris Clark's ministry? And that church, from the back seat to the front seat, about the same distance from back there to here, ran to that altar and took the Lord Jesus as his personal Savior. What if he hadn't done that? What if he had not heard the call on his life to preach the gospel? What, about, what if he had not obeyed and never went to school in Costa Rica and met Carla Chavez Andrews or Carla Chavez then? And what if Carla would have said, no, I'm not getting married to that gringo? What if they decided not to have children? Thank God they did. I happen to be biased, but I think we've got the most beautiful grandchildren this side of nowhere. What if Pastor Blake and Carla had not heard from God about coming to Denton, Texas? The pioneer little church started out of their living room seven years ago. What if Pastor did not have the faith to step out of his living room to the first building and the faith to be in this building? What if? What if Pastor did not believe in going outside the four walls and having outreaches? What if you had not made the greatest decision to make Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Wow. What if, what if, what if? The word if is small, but it's a powerful word. It can change your destiny and destination, like I said before. It's used more than 1,500 times in the Bible. The Bible is a very conditional word. If, if, if. It's full of promises, but there's lots of ifs in there to get those promises. If I were to ask you for a loan, Andy, for $5, and I said I'll pay you tomorrow, the condition of the loan is that I pay you back tomorrow. Not going to borrow it, but if, if you got five, I might need it later. But there's a condition. There's a condition. Our word, our Bible is full of conditions if we do the right thing. I hope you wouldn't break your promises and not forget your agreement once you make that decision. Like I wouldn't want to not pay you your $5, Andy. But all, oh, God always keeps his promises. You say amen? He keeps his word. And Titus 1, 2, it says, A faith and knowledge resting on the hope of eternal life, which God does not lie, promised before the beginning of time. God cannot lie. God's promises are yes and amen. When God gives us commandments, he's not saying thou shall 
or thou will, or maybe if, but it's the commandments are you shall or shall not. It's not a choice. When God promises a thing, he will do it and he will deliver it. A lot of people have bumper stickers on the cars, and many years ago, bumper stickers seemed to be a lot more popular than they are today. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing because uh, bumper stickers to me are ugly. If you have a bumper sticker on your car, that's up to you. Now, we've got VW. Oh, that's okay. That's legal. On your window. If you do not have one on your window, please come and see us and make sure that you get one on your window. There's a lady here that comes on Sunday morning, and sometimes she comes during the week. But I'll catch her on 35, and she'll be driving down the road and looking at me and smiling. Anybody look, do that to you? Turn around and look, smile at you. You're trying to figure out what did you do wrong, and they realize that's somebody in church, and you slow down a little bit, and on the back of their vehicle has that VWO sticker. Pretty neat. You can always spot them. So if you got to be careful when you drive if you got a VWO sticker on you and not, and not, and not, you know, do something wrong. Many of the, seemed like many of the years ago, the stickers was the only thing that would hold the bumper on the car. It seemed like uh, some of the old cars I've driven, that's about the only thing I had was stickers to hold it on. A little girl in the second row of the church raised her hand while the pastor was preaching. The pastor had just made the comment about if God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. The pastor acknowledged the little girl as she was raising her hand. She said, I have a comment. He tried to ignore but didn't. Couldn't. She says, Pastor stood up in church and said, Pastor, God said it, and that settles it whether you agree with it or not. Amazing how little children can say things. I love children. They're brutally honest. They don't mind telling you like it is. I've sat with my grandchildren on occasion, didn't have a mint in my mouth, and pop, pop, your breath stinks. That's always unpleasant. But they don't mind telling you. They don't mind telling you when they want ice cream. The pastor was surprised by her comment and realized that comment was so powerful that we, don't, we just know it's settled. We know it's settled and done when God makes a promise. You know, the parents, that little girl was embarrassed at the time, but she, at the same time, they were so proud of her. So proud of what she said during that service. I saw on my, on my phone, I have a picture of a lady that's sitting in a chair. She's totally 100% no clothes because she's a skeleton. And the caption on it says, you may be waiting for a long time until your child cleans his room. Now, I thought that was particularly interesting uh, knowing that the children are brutal and honest. They'll say they don't want to clean their room. It takes some fortitude on our part to make them. Never did very good with that. 
My wife got them to clean the room real well. Tell on your pastor a little bit. He was pretty neat. My other son was real messy. And she'd say, you don't come out of that room until your room's clean. Well, he was there all day long. He never got out of his room. If you finish your dessert, or you finish your vegetables, you can have dessert. If. If you finish homework, you can have a friend over. Does that sound familiar? There's lots of ifs in our life. Turn with me to Second Chronicles, please. 7, 14 through 17. I'll give you a chance to get there. Second Chronicles 7, 14 through 17. Who wants to stand up and read that scripture tonight? If you got it, read it. Stand up. I would, but my Bible's over there, and I don't have to go get it. Second Chronicles seven fourteen through seventeen. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's far enough. Perfect. Thank you, brother. If my people, if, 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 if my people will humble themselves. How many humble people we have in here tonight? Tonight, in closing, I want to read a few things out of the Bible. A few of the 1,500. I won't read 1,500. But I'll read a few of the 1,500 ifs in scriptures tonight. If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what's right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. You must master it. Genesis 4, 7. When I read that, I began to think about crouching. And that's kind of what the devil does. He crouches, kind of gets over here, crouches. It, now, if you obey, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Exodus 19.5. Deuteronomy 6.25, and if we are careful to obey all the law before the Lord, our God, as he has commanded us, that will be our righteousness. Deuteronomy 
if you pay attention to these laws, are careful to follow them, then the Lord your God will keep you, keep his covenant of love with you as he swore before your forefathers. Deuteronomy 11, 22, 23. If you carefully observe all these commandments, I am giving you to follow, to love the Lord God and walk in the ways and hold fast to him, then the Lord will drive out all those nations before you and you will dispose of nations larger and, than, larger and stronger than you. Psalms 91, 9. If you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your heart. Isaiah 48, 18. If, if only you had paid attention to my commandments, your peace would have been like a river, your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Matthew 17, 20, Jesus said, Because you have so little faith, I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, then you can say to the mountain, Move from here to there, and it will, will be moved. Nothing will be impossible for you. If, if, if. There's many more scriptures I can read. Concerning if. The word transgression means wrongdoings. We all are people who do transgressions. We've got to realize that the one that destroys those bondages is the Lord Jesus. Tonight I'm going to say this. Have you dealt with your transgressions? I have to deal with them on a daily basis. I don't know about you. Matthew 6.15 says, But if you do not forgive others, and your Father will not forgive your transgressions. There's something powerful about forgiveness and also unforgiveness. I can assure you that unforgiveness is a big, big, big sin. It will eat you up. It will destroy you, unforgiveness. Back when my mom was in her 40s, we had this neighbor who was my mom's friend for many years. And she lived and visited us from time to time. She was a nurse. I didn't like her. I don't know if you... Kendra know this lady's name, Rose Nelson. I don't know if it was probably before you were born. I'm a lot older than you are. Okay. <laughs> but Rose Nelson lived, yeah, lived about a, a block from us. She was a nurse who, when I got pneumonia, would come over and give me shots in my rear end. That's why I didn't like her. But she would come over and do this free with no charge. She was a great lady. Mom and Dad really liked Rose Nelson. If she was living now, she'd probably be 100 years old, so I don't think she's going to hear this. But Rose Nelson and Mom would ride to Wichita Falls 
about 45 miles away, something like that, to, to go to beauty school to be a cosmetologist. And they rode every day together. They, they rode together and they worked together and learned together. And one day, Rose Nelson told a lie on my mama. Oh, she didn't have any idea what she was doing. She told a lie on her, and I don't know how long it was before my mother quit, was able to talk to her again. She held that in her so long in such an anger towards her. I know later they, they, they finally got it straightened up. But Rose Nelson was a good lady, but Mom would not forgive her. And later on, she did. There's power in forgiveness. There's power in forgiveness. Musicians, you would come tonight, please. There's power in forgiveness. Jesus knows how to forgive us. His nature is forgiveness. Bow your heads tonight all over this place, if you would, please, in reverence to the Lord. We use a word that is so common to us as Christians. We use this word saved. And some would say, well, what are you saved from? Well, when you receive Jesus, you're saved. Saved from what? Well, you're saved from hell, number one. Another thing you're saved from is a life of destruction a life of torment, a life of sadness. And you, may, you can have victory if you receive Jesus and be saved. Romans 10, 9 says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you can be saved. John three sixteen is another if statement. If you believe in him, Jesus, you will not perish, but you will have everlasting life.